Welcome to the Gooder Podcast. Hi, I'm Diana Frank, your host. As partner and CMO of Retail Voodoo, an award-winning branding agency, I have met and worked with some of the most amazing women in the naturals industry, food, beverage, wellness, and even fitness. As such, I decided to create the Gooder Podcast to interview these great people and subject matter experts and have them share their insights, expertise, and even passions to help our businesses around the world become gooder. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today, Christy Goldsby. I almost tripped over that there. Hello, Christy. Hi. Hi. So nice to be here. Yeah. Same same here. Well, we're not in person, but it's the new new in person these days. Christy is the CEO and founder of Honey Mamas, um, that is an award-winning premium melt-in-your-mouth delicious honey-sweetened cocoa bar in the refrigerated better-for-you indulgence category. Super yummy. We'll learn a little bit more about it soon. But a little more about Christy. She grew up in a family of cooks, bakers, farmers, and gardeners, and the kitchen was always a place of celebration, creativity, and nourishment, and even joy for her. She started Honey Mamas as a way to share these celebrated family traditions, a passion for healthy living, and a love of the natural world. She was determined to create a treat that exudes vitality and playfulness, and something that you'd likely take to a formal party as much as enjoy on the hiking trail or and share around a campfire. So welcome, Christy. So nice to be here. Yes. It really is. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so I'm so happy to get to talk to you in person this way. Um, how's Portland today? I know that feels like such a loaded question with politics and BLM and fires and but but really, how are you and how's Portland today? Yeah, Portland is um, pretty wild place for being such a, a liberal mellow city. Um, it's just been full of smoke and yeah, protests and and just the intensity of, of everything is, is real. Um, I can definitely say that it, it feels like, um, I'm doing great. The city is definitely in a, in a, in a weird spot, but it's in an important spot, I think. And so that's kind of how, how it feels, you know, it certainly feels, um, different right now, but everything feels different right now. So I think that that's okay. And that's kind of how, how I think we're all experiencing it. It's kind of like, how do we take this and turn it into what it's needing to be? Oh, and are you or any of your community members, like your honey mamas or your family, everybody, nobody's been impacted by illness or fires. I was talking with Kim at Coconut Bliss Mm. Um, recently and the fires were so close to where she was and so are you okay and they're okay I checked in with them recently but are you okay yeah we're okay we had a week about a week of just really really awful smoke in the city and then it came back again um for a few days The, the air quality really has not been great but it is cool out today I mean I think it's like sub 50 maybe so it's cloudy and it's yeah it feels actually um the air feels better than it's felt for for a long time so a little bit more like portland than usual yeah or more yeah. Most recently, i should say yeah yeah well let's talk a little bit about why we're here today first of all huge mm-hmm. chocolate fan one of my favorite things about being able to do this podcast is i get to talk to people who produce my favorite products in the whole planet so <laughs> huge chocolate fan and honey mama's has always had my eye as a shopper. I've been an organics and natural shopper, I want to say since um, 98 or 99. So I've seen quite an evolution, but in the very beginning, you've always had my eye. I like the concept of having the indulgence and then having some benefits there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder, you know, being a pioneer in this real healthy indulgence, not like you know, there are some healthy indulgence that are kind of a stretch, but in true Mm -hmm. healthy indulgence, can you tell us how mommy, honey mamas got started and why you felt this specific collision of indulgence and function was important for you at the time that you came up with the brand? Um, Yeah, I think that 
That's such a great question. I, you know, I had run a family bakery for several years um, previous to starting Honey Mamas. And, and I had worked in, in small family owned restaurants also for pretty much, you know, my whole life as long as early as I could start working. And I just, I love the connection um, that food and gathering for meals and cooking together for others um, or for yourself kind of brings to us. So that was, that always has been kind of central and core to my, to my being. And, and then after suffering from some low grade kind of undiagnosed autoimmune issues myself for quite some time, once I was like in my early thirties, right around the time I had, uh, I'd had a couple of kids and, and I was just really kind of struggling with some autoimmune stuff. And during that time, there just wasn't a lot of information out there yeah. or doctors kind of looking at food as even something that was impacting our health in right. other than like, you know, don't eat saturated fat and all right. of that, you know, kind of yeah. the typical. Um, and so I had a, this huge kind of aha moment in 2009. I did a cleanse with a friend of mine who had a very severe, very severe kind of acute autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. She, she was just having the hardest time understanding kind of what was going on. The doctors couldn't figure out what to do with it. And I did a cleanse with her because it was recommended to her to do this in order to just try to see if she could um, make some headway because the diagnosis that she had gotten from the doctors at that time were saying essentially like, you know, your body is just going to shut down to the point where you're going to lose your ability to move. And she was really not accepting that diagnosis. And Mm -hmm. long story short, um, we did this cleanse together for about a month. It was a gut health cleanse. And Mm -hmm. I had a huge awareness around how what I am putting into my body completely affects Mm -hmm. my ability to, um, feel my best. Um, Mm -hmm. and she completely turned around her autoimmune disease by discovering some very severe food allergies that she had really was what it came down to. So Mm -hmm. she was able to nip that into bud and to kind of control it. So it was, you know, I had dipped my toes into the CPG industry when we had the bakery, um, before I started the company and I, obviously, you know, kind of loved that world, but I wanted to, uh, because I was so impacted by this aha of looking at how, how food really impacts our health, knowing what it was like to run a brick and mortar um, space. I liked the community that was there, but what I felt really in like passion to do was to take this conversation actually to a larger um canvas, which was the grocery world. Um, it's where everybody shops. So, so because it felt like a big, um, and really radical and important change that I had undergone, I was recognizing this across kind of, you know, I, you know, just in the news and kind of knowing people and stuff and recognizing there's some pretty, pretty big issues. And, and uh, gluten-free was happening at that time. Not much else was happening at that time, as far as kind of like understanding how, um, food, what food allergies might be doing to us or whatever. And so I just, I wanted to reach more people through the model that I could create a simple product line and have the canvas to be part of that broader conversation about food and just inspire consumers to, and enjoy something that not only didn't deplete the system, but that actually gave infused our bodies with health and vitality. Mm -hmm. And so you know, the fact that it's uh, a treat came after several different iterations of ideas that I had had. So that wasn't my original concept was to like do something that necessarily that was um, a treat, even though that was the professional background I had come sure. from. I was just looking for a, like how, what could I create? And, you know, uh, it's just, um, I feel really, really glad. And I think it's, it was obvious that I landed where I did because it spoke to me the most. I mean, the minute that I, that I ate that, the bar, when I first made it, I was like, you know, super excited about the flavor (laughs) and the texture. So, yeah. Well, so isn't it interesting how far medicine and our understanding of food 
has gotten closer and closer over the years. You know, I was seeing a naturopath back when people thought I was insane. I mean, I was, it was the early nineties and it was still, uh -huh. it had already progressed so far at that, po that, that time as well. And we were exploring diet uh, from, from a macro level at that time. <clears throat> and I have conversations with people that thought I was nuts. And, and here we are now in the world of gut health and FODMAP and, you know, and yeah. celiac and like, it's just grown yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, it's so interesting that you had that presence of mind so early on. Um, and I think what's interesting and, what, and we might touch on this a little bit later, but the, the fact that it ends up being that chocolate and I, and I wonder if it's because maybe women are a little bit more open to trying something new and it's a very easy to kind of maybe dip your way into a new lifestyle through something that you're already engaged in, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's mm -hmm. chocolate. you know, especially in the early in that where you were in that 2011, 2012, mm -hmm. when people were still kind of connecting naturals with sort of quality, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot happening mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, is there anybody, anybody still with you from when you first started? Is there anybody working with you still? You know, unfortunately, I don't have any of my original employees. That's we, okay. I have, I know I it's, it's, that's so funny that you ask. It's, I mean, it's such a great question too. Um, I, I really wish I did. <laughs> There's just, I had like such great people in the beginning, but but I, we have really wonderful people now, obviously. Though sure. There's a woman who is with us still, um, Ivy Indrican, and she's been with the company for about five years. So, you know, it's, you know, we're an eight-year company. It's it's over half. That's a long time, yeah. She's great. She's done pretty much every role. You know, she started doing social media for us part-time back then and then has moved into all sorts of different things, including, you know, HR. And we are, we just... Um, moved her into a full-time um, product development and innovation role right. because she's that's really where her background lies in and so she's um, working with me and and us to create new products and and innovate so it's a really fun kind of life cycle yes. that she's had in the company so sure. yeah. I love those um, those people that are with us from the very beginning because they go through the journey with us. Now, granted, it's from a different standpoint, but you have that kind of relationship that, with those folks that you can't necessarily have with kind of yes. the new room. So I always sometimes like to uh, mm -hmm. find out what that is. Now, yeah. you grew up in this baking family, baker family, farming family, maybe a little Cox. bit. Mm -hmm. um, All of it. <laughs> it seems like making things, producing things is part of your DNA that you, you know, you come from this background. I am curious, do you feel like it, is it the making of the product, the innovative part of product? Is it the giving the product, whether it's a cell or what is it about the making of something that is so gives you some fire? I, I had such a good question. Cause it's like, I, I, um, you know, I think that I think at the core of it, it's just creativity. Uh -huh. um, it's just that we all, you know, we all uh, kind of are driven by different things. And for me, um, I think the innovation and the experimental aspect, the, the kind of movement change growth experience that you have, whether it's doing a project or um, making something in the kitchen, creating recipes, it's, it is the innovation piece, I think, that makes me the most excited. I love to um, start with kind of like a seed of inspiration for something and then turn it into something that feels meaningful to me. And that's, I kind of do that with a lot of different things. And certainly that's what um, the experience of starting this company was about. You know, in the beginning, it was so much about, the, it was very exciting to, I, I knew that I wanted to start another business after I had left the bakery mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure exactly what that would be and, or when it would be. And then this whole process with the discovering kind of food as medicine experience that I had, mm -hmm. um, certainly drove me into that direction. And it gave me, and I was like, okay, that, that is, that's it. You know, I need to figure this out. And so it was that like, I, I love that part of, I guess it's the creative yes. process. Yes. 
creative inspiration, thinking about how can I take this and translate this into something that is very meaningful and then, you know, just kind of running with that. And then that has continued really to translate into every different aspect of the company as we've grown, you know. Okay. And um, inspiration, yeah. where does you say you get your inspiration? Is that are you out somewhere? Is it in the conversations? Is it just experimentation? All of it? I think it it's kind of all of it. You know, it's yeah. such a process. It's kind of like, and then you, you know, for me with Honey Mamas in particular, it was, someone said to me once, and I think it was like such a brilliant thing. Um, they said, you know, changes and, and, and experiences occur not in one fell swoop. It's mm -hmm. all the tiny little micro adjustments mm -hmm. that you make going yes. up to that. And that that's kind of how I, I feel about that kind of inspiration piece. It's like, yes, it's like conversations, it's experiences. And, and then sometimes when you're in that space of feeling kind of like uncomfortable because you're in between uh, maybe having clarity on something that you're kind of trying to get clarity on mm -hmm. um, or whatever it is, however that translates for people between jobs or yes. just anything. Um, those, those times are really important because they're forming, it's the forming, it's the formation time. And, and I, and I, I've been through lots of that and, and definitely during that time, but I think that it's nice to, it is wonderful to break through those and then have that inspiration, um, to be able to have clarity and then to do something with, you know, and to take yes. it and to recognize. And, and with Honey Mamas, it was that whole process for me of discovering food as medicine um, for my own self, having all the professional background in the baking world and kind of, we had a CPG line in the, um, in the freezer section when we oh. had Blue Gardenia, the bakery, we did a, a cinnamon rolls and pecan rolls, these take and bake. Yeah. Um, kind of gourmet roles. And so I understood that landscape. And so one thing really led to the other. And I thought that whole canvas of, of recognizing this is something that's a much broader conversation than it's just about meeting and, and enjoying that kind of connection with your community or your people over a cup of coffee and a yeah. piece of chocolate cake. Or um, And so that translated into Another friend of mine gave me this really wonderful recipe for these little like raw food protein bar things oh. that I ate. And that led to the inspiration for this recipe. So Gosh. it was kind of this, and that was really took place over like a, you know, like a one and a half year process. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how that, that's kind of how that has, has translated. Wow. So you're, you're creative. I, I suspect you have other outlets as well as um, my husband is an artist, but mm. uh, in as a painter, but he mm -hmm. um, give him anything and the approach is always creative. So do you, I'm assuming you uh, yeah. still bake and, or, or yeah. I maybe, yeah, I'm sure. Do you have a mm -hmm. favorite recipe or is there a favorite oh recipe from the family that goes, anytime you come over, bring one of those. Um, gosh, you know, one of my very favorite recipes is a buttermilk chocolate cake recipe that kind of was the inspiration for our bakery that we had. It's a oh. recipe that came from my, my grandma on my dad's side. And that was kind of over the years transformed into this like really decadent cake that is just wonderful and lovely. And that's, I think, probably one of my all-time favorite recipes, and then, and that people do request that for sure. Um, <laughs> and so also, I think that the other one is probably just um, there's a cookie recipe that's also one of my favorites that people request. That's made with toasted oats and um, chocolate chunks, and um, I of course use Honey Mamas in that of now. Course. But yeah, and maple, Ooh, you know, I maple syrup. Considered that. <gasps> Oh yeah. It's a great, it's a great, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of chocolate chips, it's a wonderful, it's a yeah. wonderful ingredient. Yeah. And anything like banana breads or, you know, those types of things okay. you can, you can really play. Yeah. You can really play with, with honey mamas and, and baking right. and baked goods. Wow. I like, okay. Thank you. I've got a, now I've got my, my, um, project for the weekend. <laughs> I I'm thinking, you know, 
from our conversation that we had before, and then as I'm listening to you speak right now, you know, this brand mm -hmm. seems to be really an expression of who you are um, mm -hmm. and how you would like to have an impact on the world. Um, is that, am I catching that? Am I, is that kind of like, it feels like the brand and you are very almost inseparable, at least the way it is right now. Am I catching that correctly? You're catching it for sure. <laughs> you know, I, it, it is, I think that the brand is definitely, um, it's definitely an expression of who I am. I think that, like I was saying before, you know, for me, our brand is about connection kind of at every turn. And um, it's about connecting to self. It's about connecting to others um, through kind of endearment and love and authenticity. And it is just a, it is just a chocolate bar, you know, that's made with these really um, kind of, I call them like life-giving ingredients because they really add, add uh, uh, vitality instead of detract from that. But that is 100% kind of what the brand at its core will always be about is um, connection. And, and it's an interesting time right now, kind of with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the yeah. civil unrest and everything else. And, you know, we're being forced to be separated from our people. Yes. And that's really hard on everybody, I think, on a level that we really didn't understand until now. And and it's really changing the DNA of our culture. Um, I think that, so for me, you know, the company has always been about this connection piece. Well, that can happen on so many different ways. And um, the simplicity of a pleasurable moment and kind of sharing that with somebody goes a long way. Yeah, it you sure know? does. And yeah, it really does. And, and you know, kind of the texture and flavor and experience of eating um, a Honey Mama's bar really does kind of force you to be present. <laughs> and it's just, it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I kind of love that about treats in general as they, they really yes. do that for you. It's just this moment of kind of yes. like, I'm just giving myself something sweet. But uh, yeah, I think to me so much is just about this kind of connection um, to each other and, and wanting to, you know, have this, it takes a village experience. I mean, again, we're really experiencing that now as a culture. And so always the, the kind of core of the company has been about, you know, slowing down enough to recognize, to, to spend time with people that you love to um, kind of celebrate your life and do that in really small ways. It doesn't mean like dropping everything for a week right. and going to Hawaii, even though we all would love to do that all the time. But you know, it's like, it's like um, just really kind of celebrating life and being a part of it and truly engaged in it. And I think that that at the core of it really is kind of, at least for me, what food does for people and, yeah. and, a, and then, and then that, that added piece where it's about wellness and about healing yes. um, is a huge part of that. It's a huge yes. part of that because we're, yes. as human beings, we're always going through different phases of, um, <clears throat> yeah, just being well and, and, um, or healing from something and, or, you know, just kind of the challenges of life in general. And so I think that if we're able to, um, have a treat that literally can help kind of prevent illnesses um, to strengthen our immune system. Like we clearly need that more than ever at this moment. And that's just stress alone is such an immune um, de depressant. Um, but just, you know, that ultimately is my goal. And I think it's definitely a core of who I am. It's just like, how can we refocus culturally yeah. in a way that puts emphasis on um, just this basic fundamental tools um, that are available to everybody all the time. And it just comes down to empowerment, you know, yeah. of feeling empowered that we yeah. can make choices around kind of how we eat and how, whether or not we thrive. So I want to talk about this um, bite-sized moments that we talked about when, when we were first talking about doing this episode together. And, and 
and this kind of brilliance that I see about it, I kind of want to weave it in here and tell me if you think I'm a little bit nutty in my thinking, but what's really great about your, your specific product compared to other, other types of indulgences is that you can have a piece in a moment, in transition, you don't have to break out knife or silverware, you don't have to really get dirty. Um, it, you can have it and it's permissible because the calorie size is small. And one of the things that is really powerful right now that I think, and then I've heard over and over from other guests that I've had on, you know, is this millennials and Gen Z are really great about understanding um, emotional and mental well-being. They're not afraid yeah. to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And in a time like right now, where, you know, everybody's worried about gaining weight and they're this, and they're starting to push away those, those things that are satisfying, whether it's satisfying on the mouth or satisfying in the brain or satisfying in the stomach, to have a product like yours, where the calorie count is small, but it's satisfying the body's needs in, in a way that you only need a little and it tastes good and it feels good. And da, 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 da. like, I just love that whole component and it can get messy to talk about, but in an instance of like that bite-sized moment of self-care, maybe that's what I'll call it. That's how, like when you were yeah. talking about it and what you're saying now, that's how I'm seeing or feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's um, I think it's, I think it's really important for, humans, but particularly the mother units of families to make sure that they're giving themselves permission to do those types of things, because there will be other times in our life where we can be exactly the weight that we want to be or keeping to a specific diet or, you know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Now I know you, and, and I wonder if this kind of, this next question kind of feeds into this. Like, I know that you desire to care for people holistically. That was definitely obvious when we talked and there's mm -hmm. so much more anxiety and discourse happening right now. How do you make that connection using your brand between I've got a product to sell you and caring for people in an authentic way? And we might have already talked about it, but you might just touch on it from a different angle. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great question and it, it kind of is just I think just continuing on what I was just talking about yeah. it's you know um it is if, I think that that at the root of what we're doing is that we are you know it's not so much it is selling a product I guess and on its most basic level it's selling yeah. a product but we're you know, kind of what I was saying is I think ultimately what we're trying to do and do it well is to um, shift and refocus our food system away mm -hmm. from processed foods towards more simple whole foods. It's mm -hmm. such a basic and fundamental tool for improving and stabilizing our overall health and wellness. Like, mm -hmm. so to me, it's a very long, you know, it's a long-term project and it's also a long-term part of a, a much bigger group of others that are doing the same thing. And so, you know, does that kind of answer totally your, your question? Cause it's, it's, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's really is, it's, um, it's just wanting to help inspire others to look at the choices that they're making and, and yes. really just, it, just kind of give other two other businesses and the big guys, you know, yeah. like yeah. eventually the bigger businesses here to kind of get on this train, which they, which they already are starting to do. Yeah. Um, but to kind of move the trend in that way so that it, that it's actually just, it kind of replaces this like fairly toxic uh, commodities based, food system that that can be um in the in the grocery in the grocery store aisles that is just yes. really full of stuff that that hurts people and 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 it's just all it's all so connected it is i agree it's all so connected yeah. you know when you look back at kind of this genesis of honey mamas now i've seen 2011 and 2012 they're you know in the grand mm. scheme of thing they're pretty close is a long time ago in the world of naturals in uh, on mainstream from on a mainstream adoption front, right? Naturals mm -hmm. has been around forever. Um, there are some countries that have never, frankly, ever really gone too far out of um, 
being really close to their food chain and uh, away from process. But thinking back to that time and how now we've got multinationals involved, there's a lot of innovation, there's a lot of players, a lot of, in, a lot of money. Um, a product like yours at that time was lucky to survive because there was very forward thinking product innovation in it at, at 2011 and 2012. Mm. Um, I wonder if you can share um, maybe what hurdles you had in some of your conversations with, it could have been with retailers, consumers, ingredient suppliers, mm -hmm. and then maybe some unexpected surprises that you're like, wow, those guys totally got it uh, on the first conversation. Like mm -hmm. you can tell us both ends of the spectrum. Um, gosh. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, I, so I, I created the product in 2011. I, I did the, I created it in 2011 and then I, I got everything together during 2012, kind of launched it at the end of 2012, right before 2013. So gotcha. it, and during that time, I think again, it kind of goes back to this thing around that, the creative process and even just the collective consciousness process is mm -hmm. like tying that into what you're asking about, because there were gluten-free things during that time. That was kind of it. Everything tasted like cardboard that was supposed to be like healthy for you. <laughs> I remember. It was, yeah, there wasn't, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of healthy stuff. Protein bars were just starting out. I mean, it was like, you know, there's just a couple, like a couple versions on the shelf. And yes. so, you know, I, I was going to do a very, a specifically um, functional product originally, which was just cultured vegetables, which was all about gut health. So it's like, you yes. know, homemade sauerkraut essentially with probiotics uh -huh. in it. Okay. And now those are actually pretty common on the shelf. Um, you they know, are. kombucha, kombucha mm -hmm. is super common. And so that was my original idea. I ran into a lot of different problems with it. And, and so I, I've had many of these experiences, I'm sure um, that you have too, but where, you know, you kind of just get a lot of signals that this is not the right thing, that yeah. <laughs> you are, you need to do something different or regardless of what the situation yes. and the setting is, but that, so that happened to me, you know, that was okay. happening to me with a few things during that time. And I would just kind of go, okay. I'm going to go back to the drawing board and really kind of continue oh. to feel out what works because I am creative. I'm also like really determined. <laughs> so I'm like determined to figure out something that, that yeah. feels very right and to, and to do it. Um, and so I think that as far as kind of bridging the lack of awareness around kind of food as medicine during yeah. that time or any of that stuff, it's just this indulgence piece really kind of, um, was key. Mm -hmm. And, and that just the fact that it was, um, you know, it's relatable enough. And so I guess I'll go into the hurdles piece of what you're asking, because the hurdles were, okay, first of all, I started at the farmer's market. And so okay. I had this built in group of, of people who were customers at the market who came from all over the world. You know, I did the Portland mm -hmm. farmer's market downtown. So it's a big, huge farmer's market. And so I was able to have interactions with people where I was getting their feedback on kind of on their experience with it. And it was pretty much just like people were freaking out because they're like, what the heck is this? And <laughs> this is so good. Is this uh -huh. a chocolate bar? You know, that whole experience yes. of like, what is that? And, and I, at pretty much right away was also approaching grocery stores. And so okay. I, I think that, you know, my hurdles were kind of like maybe a little bit upfront of like, okay, what is this and where are we going to, where are we going to put this? And that, that would, that was kind of something um, I was getting a little bit from buyers, but at the same time, and I think mm -hmm. the surprise piece and the excitement and the po positive flip of that was always like, what is this? And then I'm like, just, you just need to eat it. And then they'd eat it and they'd be like, oh my God. And then they would just like have clarity. Okay. We're just going to put this in our, you know, in yes. the refrigerator next to our desserts or whatever. Yeah. And so it just, it was like that there was just enough, like the paleo movement had just started yes. uh -huh. um, during that time. And so there was like just enough awareness 
And I think buyers are also always kind of looking for something that is unique and different. And so I think yes. that piece, I certainly saw that in the, in the natural channel, which is where sure. I really started, but that piece was definitely, um, I think that was huge. I think the fact that I, that I was able to start with an indulgence was a really, really good thing during that time, especially because it was, it really helped to kind of cross over, but always the hurdle still is for us, you know, is kind of like consumers not knowing where to find it yes. in a grocery store, because it's yeah. like, would be something you would eat as a chocolate bar, but they're like, not intuitively going to go to the refrigerator. So um, that has always been a, a, that has always been a hurdle for us. And mm -hmm. so sure. I think that the, the cool thing about it is that it's, it's been part of, I think people like to be surprised and then yes. also share, I mean, share something that's, that's like, look at this thing I found. And so, yes. there, so it's kind of it, that I do think that has worked in our benefit because people mm -hmm. found it and then they shared it. And it's a really fun thing to share. Cause it's like, nobody, you don't know about this and it's so fun yeah. and it's so delicious, you know, or yeah. whatever. And so that I, 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 maybe I'm an, an um, you know, kind of optimist, but that is how, that's the experience that I've had with it. Just trying to, you know, kind of grow the company has always been like the challenges are, do have that flip side and um For sure you just got to be able to you you got to be able to use that but so that's kind of been the experience that's really been the experience there you know it's it's getting easier and easier and and as we continue to grow you know we're we're finally able to start putting a little bit of money into marketing and because it's always been a experience for you know diana walks up to the booth or the demo stand at a grocery store, which we cannot do anymore. So, so launching yeah. it right now would have been a huge, uh, huge hurdle Yes, um, because the, the, the experience of just like trying it and then kind of getting excited about it was, is always just been huge. You, you know, that was all of our marketing dollars went behind just me demoing <laughs> the product. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just wrote an article about that last week is like, okay, well, what do you do when you can't, demo when you can't see yeah. the product and lots of lots of phone calls came in after that going you know let's talk about this I bet. because not uncommon for a smaller brand that's you know you don't have a pepsico budget you can't go out and you can't even try to pretend and so you have to get in front of a consumer and there's other things but you're right you know um getting that in a person's hands um, and that surprise and delight component is so great. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an thing. I, I never really thought about that until recently. I started having a lot of awareness about that. I was like, oh yeah, that's super interesting. And that's real. Yeah. And what's fun about it is because you are this indulgence, like people are, I think people are more inclined than kind of like if you were delivering the same type of um, ingredient solution in say like a kale chip, you're going to have maybe less people interested no diss on kale please don't send emails. no for sure <laughs> <laughs> i love it like that the chocolate component is the thing that yeah. i think people are willing to go i'll try this once because i know i like chocolate so how bad yeah. can it be right yeah i think that's great yeah okay and even those even those that don't like coconut they're like oh it's got coconut and i don't want it i'm like you can just, you know, yes, no, no worries. And they'll be like, Oh, I actually really like that. That's yes. great. Why is that? It's not like the overly sweetened, you know, sweetened coconut, right. whatever that I used to, that I got turned off by as a kid or whatever. Yes. Coconuts come a long way too. speaking. That has come a really long way. Who knew? And there's still like an FDA is still fighting over whether they want to call it a nut or not a nut. And that's, oh, like, that's a whole nother, right. That is a whole nother podcast is in with, that's where we can just get mad at the FDA. But <laughs> there's a lot of things okay. to be mad about that. <laughs> <You're really good. laughs> Speaking of lots of changes around any, uh, around product and innovation and diets and that, um, how to talk a little bit more about how you've seen, the category change in regards to uh, adopting a product like yours as part of a, a diet rather than like a special treat, maybe. Um, 
Yeah, well, the category, you know, certainly the refrigerated snacking category is blowing up. It's it's been one of these um, things that year over year, as I when I since I started the company, it's it's really continued to grow. So knock on wood, um, I think that that is is I've seen it change a lot. Perfect bar, you know, I don't know if yes. you're familiar with them, but it's yes. a wonderful protein bar that I I've always loved it because it's just delicious and it really tasted like peanut butter. I just remember tasting that for the first time yeah. and being like, oh, this is so different than all the other protein bars. Cause it's mm -hmm. actually, I feel like I'm eating like a peanut butter cookie or something. And, and so I think I, the thing I've seen the most in the, um, how the industry or the category has also changed is just that there's a lot more awareness and attention in general to that kind of fresh snacking thing. And it's fresh just, yeah, I mean, it really, I think that we've seen, we are starting to see um, the big guys come in there, you know, yes. Justin's is owned by Hormel and yeah. they, he just launched a protein bar in that yes. category. We perfect bar totally is blown up on um, their own, I think by Mondelez now, which is a they huge are. player. Um, and so, you know, I am, we are definitely seeing a pretty massive influx of um, dollars coming into that, that space, which I just, I really see as just a huge positive because if the big guys are interested in putting money in, on the shelf there, then, and they're going to be putting um, non crap on the shelf. I think that that is that that's what we're seeing right now. And I'm yes. hoping that we continue to see the trend and kind bar I know is launching some refrigerated products. And yes. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's just it's only certainly only been positive you know, I feel like beforehand, when we first launched and over the years, people have said, you know, buyers have said, um, you know, the, the, the trickiest buyers have been like, you know, I don't know, I don't know where to put your product. Like, right. I love it, but yeah. where the heck are we going to put it? And I'm always like, well, do you have perfect bar, <laughs> you know, put it next to that because yeah. it's where people will go at least who are our core demographic are going to probably be looking for a healthy, you know, healthy, yes. healthiest version of a protein bar that they can find. So well, right. And we know that the natural shopper shops the mm -hmm. perimeter of the store. The challenge is, is that chiller space or the cooler or refrigerator depends on how you call it. But there's only so much room. There are only, only so many slots in there. So I know that you are not just competing for another like product. You are competing against grab and go. You're competing against RTD. You're competing against produce. Like you, like you, or, and even dairy, I depending know. on who it is, right? You're competing yeah what slot are you going to get? You know what? Yeah. Um, so I, I can respect the challenge. It's not like they can put you in the center of the store without a significant investment. Mm -hmm. So I, I can, I can understand that. And I do think, you know, I have been speaking with, um, I actually am interviewing Mondelez in a couple of weeks about oh, cool. efforts in this space. And I spoke with Frito-Lay last week. So you, you oh. should expect to see. Oh, and I'm right. saying, cause my goal, of course, this podcast, you know, is to like, I want to bridge the gap between the naturals community and the yeah. mainstream consumer because naturals community is over here where this upper middle class um, group of people yeah. that are eat, that are healthy already eating healthier food. The naturals mm. industry is not paying attention to anybody middle class and lower for a number of assumptive reasons. And these people are ill. They are yes. ill and they don't yes. know the food and they're not getting the education because our brands aren't talking to them. Yes. And yes. it's tough when you're a smaller brand like you because you can't communicate to them. And so when you bring on a Frito-Lay, when you bring on a Mondelez and they're coming in here and they're coaching and they're moving people gently from a like, okay, we're going to go from a fried food to a baked food. Yep. Okay, now for a baked food, we're yep. going to do it. And they have the distribution. They have the resources. They're moving slower because we're talking about changing people's diets starting from super crap. And moving them this way, they're not talking about people who are already where you and I are, and we're already yeah, yeah. open to uh, all sorts of things. So they've got a bigger job, and we need them to be advocates for us because that grows the natural category. But it's also we really just need it for our our the people of the planet. We just need to, this yes. is not this is not okay to be feeding people junk, and, no. and it's just not okay. It's so. just not okay. And, and the greed piece of that, I mean, I hope, I hope 
people don't write in mean things if I say something like that, but just the greed, the greed, I, there's just this, yes. the, like the natural and the conventional need, the bridge has got to get yes. stronger. And, and that's exactly what I were hoping to be a part of that, that yeah. process. It's like giving people an insight and then allowing it to be most accessible to everybody yeah. Yes. to have. And, and so, yeah, in order for that to happen, the big guys have got to get, uh, to play the game. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's not that much of a secret that they're coming this direction. Um, because obviously we see it, but mm -hmm. they're also a business. So it's not like you can just yeah. suddenly stop selling Mountain Dew. Like they, they've got to transition people from the buck 50 liter product to the $7 kombucha, right? There's a mm -hmm. transition that needs to happen there from mm -hmm. an educational financial. And then yeah. so they've got a huge job, but they've got the resources and the teams and they know that if they're going to move people off of this product, they've got to have a replacement in place. So it's just good business on their part anyway, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to educate and bring it is. customers along. It is. And it's really nice to see that they're, you know, bringing on the brands that they have brought on because they are not trying to reinvent it in their own way, honestly, because right. you get that, you get that quality and the authenticity yes. and the drive behind it that's already there. And, and that's a really, po that's a really positive thing to see. Yeah. And I do, I do feel like it's pointing us in, in the right direction. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, so mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit, like things have changed in our planet since you started, since you were a wee little baker and yep. um, you yep. started your own business, you know, yep. do you feel that your leadership style has changed or has it just matured into more of what you were already doing um, as the business has changed and has the environment has changed? Well, I mean, I think that I, my leadership style probably hasn't changed. I have changed a lot. Um, okay. Just in the sense of, you know, trying to run a business for this many years. Um, I, I have grown a ton as a leader and mm. I've recognized kind of where I think the energy needs to go. I would say it's not so much that I've changed my leadership style as I've probably more, um, you know, learned how to bring on a leadership team that is the right support to work, okay. to work, to help the company grow how it's needing to grow. I and that, that's the, that's, I think the most important piece as a leader for mm -hmm. the company that I've been able to do is to um, see where the needs are with the company in order to take it where it needs to go. Cause I've outgrown my role about 10 times now um, and <laughs> kind of, good. you know, yeah, and kind of put people into places where we're going to be able to be um, really strong and, and um, continue to grow and, and, and keep up and be real players in this, this what we were just talking about, you yeah. know, where the big guys are coming in and putting money in there. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm either going to get squashed and go bye bye and then or I'm going to be a part, or I'm going to be a player in this. And, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty determined to, you know, maintain that voice in the, in the conversation. I think that's, that's really important. So. That sounds like a different kind of awareness. Like you've grown a new self, a, a bigger or different sense of awareness. About yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about a lot of change, you're changing companies, changing cultures, changing diets, changing other things have changed as subsequently we've kind of come to this eruption here for Honey Mamas because in September there was an announcement of Series A funding that was led by oh, yeah. Amstone Ventures, right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, talk. Can you? What can you share about what about what your what you and Honey Mamas is hoping to? do with this funding? Is there an initiative or an opportunity that you've identified? And of course, or maybe the question is, what's next for Honey Mamas? As much as you can share. Um, yeah, so I feel really, really comfortable sharing kind of exactly what we're doing, you know. So like I was saying, I think that, you know, I've known kind of all along since I started the company that um, it, ha I had a certain bandwidth as kind of the main operator for the company that um, that the company, 
you know, in its infancy had this certain bandwidth. And, and I, I could see that I did not go to business school. I just have yeah. experienced kind of running a business. So I'm definitely not, I didn't come from that world. So with, but I, but I do very clearly understand that the, you know, the business, how, how the business functions on a highly intuitive level. Um, yeah. And I think that, so for me, I, I always saw this kind of potential need to do a fundraise and or be able to grow the business just you know on cash flow. So yeah. once I recognized that we were going to need to raise money, um, I just have been you know creating relationships on on that level for a couple of years really, and it's been just you know one part of that kind of uh, leadership journey certainly, um, but. With Amberstone, you know, once we started, we started working with them and brought them on as, as partners in the company, you know, they're just um, wonderful human beings. Um, and we, I just actually met with them this morning and, and oh. had a financial meeting. It was great. And, but our plan really is to just be able to put the dollars behind um, the bar. We want to be able sure. to put this um, experience into as many people's hands as possible. And in order to do that, you know, the grocery industry is not a cheap industry to, no. um, to grow and to navigate. In. And so that is primarily, we are going to be, you know, kind of spending money on sales and marketing trade spend and mm -hmm. hires internally. I mean, mm -hmm. we're in a process at this moment, actually, you know, of really bringing on a couple of um, really important um, players so that we can Good kind of just take the bull by the horns and just yeah. and and step more deeply into the game um and that's that's kind of the core of it we have mm -hmm. some we're just about to launch i i can't really talk about it at this very moment because we're not we haven't we haven't fully um um expressed it yet but over the course of the next couple of weeks we're going to be um, shouting about some pretty exciting news that we have just on Good. the innovation front and Ooh. just ultimately I will tell you this you know it's like giving meeting people where they are and bringing products to to the um to the shelves that are um more accessible to more people and I think that that feels super exciting to me so we have we have some you know we've been in business eight years and it's fun to kind of take it it's really like feels to me that we're um you know kind of it's like we're through the early school years teenage years yeah. and now we're kind of going to college or something yeah. so yep that, that's kind of where we're at so a lot of it is really about being able to um you know and we're manufacturers so we have, we, we're putting a little bit into that as well and, and being able to um, okay. be even more kind of supportive of the team that we are, that we already have. So all, okay. all the good things. I know it's, it's a very exciting time in that way. So a series A during COVID, was that pretty much yeah. when I spoke with Karen Ha of Joywell Foods a few weeks ago and she said, oh, mm. that was crazy time. I don't know where you guys were in your yeah. fundraise when COVID hit. Were you pretty yeah. much settled down or were you like, oh, what do we do now? We were literally at the, we were supposed to be at Expo West. Um, that's when COVID hit and it shut yes. down. Literally, right. I had I had flown down. We were going to um, participate and it shut down. And we were, that was the week we were supposed to meet with like the, the all the potential parties Ugh. that we were interested in working with. So it was intense, um, but we, you know, we had just such great relationships. And so it, it, it actually didn't really impact our process. Um, I think if anything, it spoke to kind of like who the right partners were in, um, you know, just recognizing that, okay, we could be in for a bumpy ride and we, the world is changing very rapidly and kind of recognizing we're into this for the long haul so that isn't as critical uh, clearly like as far as kind of looking sure. at you know if, if the partnership was was exactly right or not but it was a crazy time for it to happen and I had some moments where I was like is this even gonna happen you know is this gonna <laughs> pretty wild you poor thing oh but you're you're on the other side of it so uh, yeah. yeah yeah we yeah we we actually I think we finished it up 
around the same time that we had originally planned on on kind mm -hmm. of getting getting through all the paperwork and everything so it didn't slow it down ahead. too much yeah good yeah. yeah um we talked briefly here um we talked a little bit about other kind of impacts you wanted honey mamas to have outside oh. of um just this kind of gut health or food as medicine approach I think there was sustainability, um, empowerment through food, some other things like that. What other impacts at the end of the day, like 50 years from now, you want people to say, honey mamas, what had this kind of impact? What other things are you thinking planet-wise or, I don't know. You know, I mean, ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, I would like to be doing everything that impacts the world in the best way you know, through and through. I'm, we're highly conscious um, as a company of our, the environment. We're highly conscious as a company of um, humanity and treating people with um, respect and giving them as much opportunity as possible. And, and if we can in some way just be a seed of um, inspiration and of a player in that kind of, on the largest perspective of kind of being a part of this process of moving the culture in the direction of yes. a healthier overall culture. Yeah. I think that would be our kind of ultimate goal. Um, we, yeah, I think it's just, it's pushing kind of that conventional thinking enough so that people have the opportunity to wake up from the kind of cultural prescriptions of options that are on the shelf and to, you know, high, you know, high sugar, high processed, you know, things that really damage their overall health and just, and more importantly, just their awareness of empowerment, because it really kind of comes down to that. So 50 years from now, I hope that people can or will be experiencing still this brand in a way that is, um, allows them to feel empowered as a human being in the world. Good. That's fun. Yeah. As, and as an innovator and creator, you know, we're going to kind of, we're getting towards the end of our time, but yeah. as you're looking out here, I can tell that you say you draw your inspiration from all sorts of places. You're in, inherently a creator and you remind me a little bit of Jane Pinto from First Harvest. I don't know if you know her mm, or not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, um, I'll send you a link from cool. an interview that I did with her very much like grounded in into the earth and that like this there's a bigger cycle here rather than just consume yeah. consume consume right right what trends or brands are you keeping your eyes on what are you excited about who are you watching um that's a great question I think you know I think the biggest trend that I am paying attention to right now is the trend of empowerment. You know, it just kind of keeps coming back to that for me. Yes. Like look at, look at what is happening. It is yeah. a trippy world right now, as we know. And um, right. I yeah. mean, so it's like the empowerment of all people. There is this wild from every side. Yes. Everyone is feeling like their voice is roaring with whatever your beliefs are that yeah. is happening. And so um, I'm really paying attention. To, <laughs> really paying attention to that. And okay. what I'm liking out of that is I'm liking seeing that I do feel like that it's a really challenging time. But I do see this massive time of kind of upheaval that is occurring. I do see it being, in the long run, exactly what is needing. Not is. I better rephrase that. It's not needing to happen. It's just that I see the the positive of, of yeah. the flip side of this, you know, I think that, yeah. that out of this, we will um, not accept as normal kind of where we've been and going back to that, we did not need to go back to the normal of where we were, let's move yeah. into a new zone. And that is about more empowerment. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What I'm, I'm talking gonna, about. Oh, I'm going to have to connect you with you and Jane. Um, need to just know each other at both uh, I love it brand, as brand owners but there's um there's a there's a little connection there between you so I'll make sure to make that connection I uh it. I would just the last kind of fun questions that I always like to ask what is it about chocolate or coconut or Portland mm -hmm. 
that is some sort of fun fact that somebody, if they, if they walk away with nothing other than that was a fun interview, but did you hear that red is the best color to wear with black glasses? Like, I don't know what it might be, but do you have some sort of fun little trivia trip that people, when they, when you tell them, they're like, I had no idea. Um, that is so funny. I am awful at these kinds of questions. I, I think, um, about Portland or chocolate. I mean, I do know that um, it's more, you know, it's more of a Portland thing, I think, than chocolate in particular. But I think that, you know, the the Portland Farmer's Market where we started, I don't know if people know that, but it, you know, Portland Farmer's Market is, it's a global farmer's market, really, like people do over from all over the world. And it has been, you know, a pretty critical part of the birth of a lot of really amazing companies and you know Dave's Killer Bread started there and it's still a part of the you know they sponsor the market and Ruby Jewel ice cream um you know she started there and she's you know just such a wonderful Portland company Jacobson Salt has been a huge part of the farmer's market and so um I, I I wish that I had like a better answer no, that, but that's like coming up for me right away as like a fun, um, I don't know, Portland trivia kind of thing. Sure. Well, and you have a deep connection to that because that's where you're. Yeah. And we so started there. Place. We're still there. Yeah. Are we'll you? be there. We actually aren't this. I'm not doing it this season just because we lost our market staff and then oh, sure. we just decided it was not going to work out, which is fine, you know, but we'll be back. We'll be back next season. Mm. For sure. So, well, of course, I I had, this is the first I've heard of Portland's Farmer's Market because in Seattle, of course, Pike Place Market, which I believe is the longest running disrupted farmer's market in the country or something zany like that. Like we hear about that. And for whatever reason, you know, Seattle seems to be like the only city in the Northwest. But I, I mean, being in the Northwest, I know how special Portland is. It's got its Mm -hmm. own, like when people say Portland is wacky or crazy, like they don't necessarily mean it in an insane way. Although Mm -hmm. there are, there are the, there still are the hippies there, right? There's still like the hippies there, but there's a lot of things about it that are so special and unique. Um, And I've never heard about the farmer's market. So next time I go down, I'm going to make an effort to go there. Thank you for sharing that. Powell's is, of yeah. course, the must, you know, Powell's. everybody on the planet knows Powell's. Yeah, and if Powell's you don't, I'm just saying this right now. If you are a book reader and you are listening to this podcast and you've never mm-hmm. heard of Powell's books, just stop listening right now and go and Google them. It is the bookstore to go to in, at least in North America. I can't say for the world, but oh, yeah. to go to. It's amazing. And I think it's, it's you know, Portland, if I were to say anything else about it, it's, it's, in the market is a great example of it. It's, it is a great place to, it is very, it's good grounds for starting something. And, mm. and there's a lot of kind of support, I suppose, for that, mm. for that here. Lots of good, you know, lots of good food starts, um, comes out of Portland for sure. Awesome. And how yeah. are you keeping yourself centered and sane these days? What is there, is there a practice or is there just, is it just chocolate? For me, no, but um, Sorry. it's a, it's a legitimate question. Um, yeah, no, I think for me, it's, it probably has more to do with just um, staying connected with people that I just love, you know, and, and my daughters, obviously, but also I do a lot of movement is really important for me. Mm. And that's if I don't, if I don't do some form of movement, whether it's walking or kind of just taking a half an hour for myself to whatever, dance or run or walk or even just meditate a little bit, um, I get, I can get kind of, I can just get feeling off kilter after a while, especially these days. And mm. and I think that um, that's, that has continued to be the the thing. And, and I've tried a lot of new things because of this, you know, it's, it's sure. totally changed up my whole, that whole movement aspect. Movement's sure. always been a big part of my life, but it's, um, um, I, it's, which has been kind of a really positive thing I've been doing. I've been trying all sorts of fun, new, like little weight lifting classes online and, 
I've never done those. And I'm like, wow, this is actually feels great. And I love it. And so I, those kinds of things are keeping me, keeping me sane and, and really choosing um, kind of how much time I spend on uh, social media and just right. even reading, reading the news. That's, that's been huge. I had to clip that. Smart. Yeah. Well, be before we go, I wonder if somebody wanted to reach out to you for any reason, is there a best mm -hmm. way? Is LinkedIn the best way or do you have other methods? Or you can find me on LinkedIn for sure. And then just through our website, honeymamas.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I thank you so much Thanks, for sharing your time and um, your insights. And it was super fun to chat with you. Um, I thank you so much and I hope you had fun a little bit. I did. Thank you. That was really fun talking awesome. to you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Diana. This episode is sponsored by Retail Voodoo, a creative marketing firm specializing in growing, fixing, and reinventing brands in the food, beverage, wellness, and fitness industries. If your naturals brand is in need of positioning, package design, or marketing activation, we're here to help. You can find more information at retail-voodoo.com. And so there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this channel and share with your network. Until next time, be well and do gooder.